calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Elden Ring, Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Arceus, Arceus, <laughs> Pentiment, High on Life, Bayonetta. These are some of the games that we will not be talking about today in our Alternative Game Awards. I'm Dale Driver. I'm joined today with Emma Matthews. Hello. I always say joined today. I'm joined by Alex Simmons as well. Good afternoon, Dale. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Hello. Very Welcome. Your, very your introduction. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes. So we are. Uh, there's some. There's normal awards out there. People can see them. They're live right now on site. Is that right? <laughs> they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it took months of work. Thank you, Dale. I wasn't heavily involved in them, but well, got, I was, and yeah. I appreciate a bit more bigging up. Yeah. Well, you you can big them up. Well, they're on the site right now, but these are the proper awards that IGN really, really cares about. These are the mucky awards, the weird ones. We're we're, we're calling out the the oddities, the freaks. (laughs) Not Uh, so much, but still. I would say mine are more cobbled together. That's how I would describe mine. But thoughtfully cobbled together. Thoughtfully? Okay, that's more than what I've done. Emma, what about yours? What are you thinking? Mine are more just things I liked that I feel like people aren't talking about. Okay. You've gone for the positive angle. I noticed that. Yeah. I'm skimming through your award names. Like you've gone way more positive than perhaps I have. Alex, I haven't looked at yours yet. So I, I, <laughs> some positive, some less so. Okay. We'll balance well, each other out. Yeah. Your first one is less so. So maybe, maybe let's, should we start with a positive one? No, no, I want to start with this one. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> do you want to do your first award then? So my first award is for the unnecessarily long level in a video game. Okay. I think I know uh, what the winner is already, um, to be fair. Well, the runner-up is God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I thought that was going to be the winner for the... Um, no, no, no. Ironwood. Yes, for the Ironwood level. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that has to be one of the most drawn-out things in a video game that I've experienced, apart from the winner, obviously. Yeah. So I feel in like... a very long time. I feel like me and Cardi, the only two people on the planet who don't necessarily have that. We def- I definitely can see there's elements that could be cut from that. Uh, but it what, def- like half of it? Yeah, well, there's there's a whole section where you go down and you have to collect paint or something, from Just what I remember. Like, Unnecessary. It, but don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. looks amazing, and I think it does some interesting storytelling... But Christ, just cut it back. Yeah. That was my general opinion of Ragnarok 
overall. Well, that whole sequence that... in general was a, was a vehicle for dialogue, wasn't it? It yeah. was like, we've got all this dialogue. How do we get it in there? Probably a bit of a clunky way of doing it. But I feel like that was the only the only real sequence that had was a, like a highlighted offender of that. Not so much for Anyway, we're getting into a whole God of War chat here. Okay, so that was the runner-up. Okay. The winner, and I don't know if either of you have played this, is Modern Warfare 2. Oh. And specifically the convoy mission called Violence and Timing. Ironic it's called Violence and Timing because A, the timing is completely off on that <laughs> level. And B, Christ, by the time I'd finished it, I wanted to get extremely violent with the game. Isn't that campaign like quite short? That level is not. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it like 50% of the campaign so or something? So the idea of the level, have you played it, Emma? Because I know you played a lot of the multiplayer, but not campaign. I have played a lot of multiplayer. I've started the campaign. Okay. I don't think I'm here oh, yet. So this is going to sell me it. on it. <laughs> so the idea of the mission, and at this point I thought, this is not too hard. Get to the front of the convoy. How long can a convoy be? Well, the answer in this case is fucking long. It must be about 100 to 200 trucks. And I'm just oh like, gosh. this is stupid. And you keep on going and going. And every time, so you start off on a truck. And if you get hit, because obviously there's people shooting at you and there's stuff that you can hit, your truck takes damage. Mm -hmm. And you have to jump from one truck to the next. But the mechanic for doing that is so shit that it's just unforgiving. And you just fall underneath the wheels of the next truck. Or you, you, you know when you get lost in between like the sides? Yeah, yeah. When Call of Duty, it's not smart enough to kind of fill in the gaps that's mad i feel like we've perfected jumping from one vehicle to another like 10 years ago well look at what uncharted does yeah exactly yeah honestly it is considering it's a core mechanic of that level it is absolutely balks and i'm amazed that it got past q a and into the final thing so do you feel it's so long because you died lots of times no because okay. it is very long as well. so okay. like i had a look and um someone it said online it's about 15 minutes long which for a car chase is like, oh my that's God. Really yeah, yeah. That's Because yeah. it loses any kind of sense of tension yeah. or excitement. Because you're like, okay, all right, I'm going to, here we go. And it's that classic thing. So you're driving, but if you've got to shoot, you've got to put it on autopilot a little bit. And if you're not kind of like lined up, then you're going to veer off to the side oh and there's all going to steer again and oh then my. shoot and then steer again. It's like, come on. I mean, how can you, how can you create like a sense of urgency, which is required for an exciting action set piece when it's drawn, when it's drawn out, when you're, when the player is actively feeling like, oh, this is going on too long. Yeah. Then all sense of urgency is lost. Like Callisto Protocol had a couple of sequences like that as well, where you keep repeatedly dying. It's like, well, this dramatic spectacle, what you're trying to set up and Jedi Fallen Order had this yeah. as well. This dramatic spectacle you're trying to set up is now meaningless. It loses all its power. See, on paper, it sounds like it should be amazing because you chase after people, you're jumping from truck to truck, you get like a armoured personnel car uh, yeah, carrier yeah. where you've got to avoid its gunshots, pull up alongside, jump on it, pop a grenade in, jump up, and it's exciting. like, that sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> that sounds really but cool. honestly, it is the worst execution of that I have ever kind of experienced. And I'd, I'm right. interested to see what you think when you've yeah, played yeah. it. Emma, because you've got to look forward to now, Emma. Honestly. Uh, it's, on like, my, it's on my list of things for Christmas to actually finish the campaign. It's, it's like, there are other bits about that game, like the stealth in that game is utter dog shit as well. Um, no, it is. Yeah, like, I've even have seen you done that. The, the, so this is not my award, but I'm just okay. going to extend <laughs> where you have off. to swim and take people out from underwater. Yeah. Again, should be a good idea, but it just doesn't work. I was going to say, all think. these things, what you're describing, apart from how long it takes, sound cool. Yeah. Like they sound like cool sequences. Yeah. And you'd expect a game of like CODs, 
you know, production quality, you know, like some of the best people in the world making yeah. those games. So yeah, it's crazy. And I love like the dumb stuff that Call of Duty mm -hmm. does. Like I can forgive it a lot of things, but this year it just, it just didn't do anything for me. And that level in particular should have been scratched from the game. Yeah. It, you know, when you it felt like they've got so far down, invested so much time and money and resource that it's like, we've got to put it in. Well, and somebody at the top should have went, no, it's rubbish. I mean, if it's uh, the campaign's short anyway, like wow. it's hard to kill your babies at that point, I suppose. Jesus, that's a hell of a phrase. You know, I heard that thing, kill or kill your darlings, sometimes people say. I've never heard people it's an, it's an editing phrase. It's like you feel precious about something, but you've just got to let it go. Right. But yeah. Cool. All right. Teaching teach new <laughs> phrases. Uh, I'm going to move on to my first award, which is my only positive award as well. Only Just, one. Well, do you know what? When I was writing these, I was like, my instincts were to go all negative because, uh, you know, it sets you up for, I find it, I find I'm more passionate about things I dislike sometimes. Right. I don't know what that is. But I can just tell goes. you exactly why. Well, Because that's how you are. You're uh, Okay. You're, you're a, uh, what's the word? A darker shade compared to Emma's radiance. That is true. We are very much a yin and yang sort of situation <laughs> going on here. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Well, okay, good. That's it good to know. Well. I was starting to get worried. Uh, so my award is for a good game that people don't seem to be asked about because God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring came out this year. So it's a very snappy precise title as yep. you can tell uh, i've got a couple of runners up one i think is uh, return to monkey island which i thought was a fantastic puzzle game maybe not hitting the heights of the previous but very much lent into the nostalgia of playing those games so i can understand why a lot of people probably didn't play them it was shortlisted in our, our official awards well, it won our puzzle oh, did award, it? right I, should <laughs> <laughs> I did see that it won a, a puzzle award. I, I do think it's, it's a very good game but i do think it's heavily reliant on being a legacy fan of that series. I don't That's know one of the reasons why I didn't play it because yeah. I hadn't, I don't have any history with Monkey Island. Yeah. So I was like, am I going to get anything out of this? And I don't know, maybe I would. Yeah, I, it's tough sure. to know. Like there could be some value there, but pretty much everything I think about enjoying about that game was revisiting characters, revisiting locations, being reminded of certain puzzles. There's even a mechanic in the game where you pick up trivia cards and it asks you questions about the original games. Yep. And you... Um, from what I remember, I think you, you earn, I can't remember exactly what it is, but you earn, there's a point system. And if you get questions right, and I was getting quite a lot of them right, but it was also reminding me, oh, that was cool. Yeah, I remember that from right. when I was a kid and played that game. So yes, I had a great time playing it, but I feel like a lot of people won't play it. Right. Perhaps because of that reason. Uh, another one, um, which may seem like an odd thing, is uh, The Last of Us Part 1. Yep. And the reason there is, um, obviously it's it's, a remake, well, it's not a remake, it's a remaster, I suppose, like sort of masquerading as a remake. Um, but it's still one of the greatest games of all time. And when I was going through the games I've all played this year, I was like, God, I loved going back and playing that game and seeing yep. it with a fresh coat of paint again. And I just thought it didn't, it wasn't even submitted for any sort of nominations for best of awards. And I can understand why, but it is still like an all-timer yep. that came out this year. Yeah. Uh, but the winner for me is uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Now, did you guys play this? I played about four to six hours of it. Okay, so not for you then. I just, I, I don't, I don't connect with that world yeah. at all. And so I got to the the bit where you go through the gate and it opens up the other bit, and I was like, <laughs> Do I want to go any further? Nah. nah. I mean, that's absolutely. <laughs> fair I'm, I'm happy for that west bit to be forbidden still. 
I, I, I do that with games like all the time at the moment. Like I just bounce off them. I make a decision early on. Like, am I feeling this? Am I not? Yeah. Um, but Horizon, I, what, Emma, did you play it? I played a bit, but it came out a week before Elden Ring. So that's part of the so, problem, right? Yeah. And Horizon has a history of doing this as well with uh, Breath of the Wild previously when the first game came out. But I'm, by no means is this a perfect game. I have a lot of problems with this game, but I think it's about as solid of a nine out of 10 game as you're going to get. Right. Like I, I think it's it's got some flaws, but ultimately it's a beautiful world to explore. Giant dinosaur robots is like oh, it's such a cool premise. The combat is so much fun. The story and things like that are wrapped around it, not so great. But I do feel like because of Elden Ring and then later in the year because of God of War Ragnarok, the narrative has become that. And everyone's kind of forgotten that that game even yep, yep, yep. existed. Yeah, was it even in our best nominee? It was shortlisted for a few, but obviously, mm. you know, it was up against, well, those two yeah. most of the I just, time. I just so. think in another, another year, if those two games didn't come out, yep. then this would be de- being discussed a lot more. It was obviously extremely well produced, but yeah. I think, as you say, the story just didn't grab me. I think story is increasingly more important Absolutely. to me in in games. So I will say that story for me, I I really didn't like the story in the first game. Yeah, um, but I thought this one was a lot more focused, primarily because, um, like, how much do you care about me? Oh, oh go for I, it. I, I'm <laughs> not going to go back for the benefit yeah. of the audience. I'll try to be loose about it, but there's essentially humans uh advanced humans from the future that come to, to earth so your, your main the main antagonist in this game and driving you forward is other human beings yeah and not just ai robots everywhere that just don't really have a like a physical presence they do towards the end of the game but it's just more nebulous this ai enemy whereas i felt like actually having human enemies in front of me that uh, antagonizing me yeah felt like a much better plot and i, I was thinking about it the other day what the story was because i'd forgotten some of it and I do think towards the second half of the game, there is quite a lot of cool sci-fi ideas there. Okay. Um, I think it takes a long time to get going though. Right. Um, which is a pro- often problem with a lot of these games. Like how many Assassin's Creed games are you five hours in before you even actually really start the story? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's my award. Emma, what's your first award? My first one is games that are easy to pick up, but difficult to master. So my runner up is Roller Drome. Okay. I had a yep. really good time with that. Um, it's got really cool mechanics as well that make it, even though they're like sort of very different to what you might be used to, mm-hmm. it's interesting to like just get into it straight away and start playing. So you're like skating around these big arenas and um, there are lots of like enemies that will sort of spawn in kind of like waves and you've got weapons with you and you'll unlock more as you go. But the way that you gain more ammo and reload is by doing tricks and stuff, right? which is really cool. So you're part sort of trying to avoid all these enemies and try and do cool things on the level. Also, you have to like do flashy stuff as well, which is really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it does get hard quick as well. Is that a, a single player game only? I, I was under the impression it was a multiplayer game. I think it's single player. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, um, I honestly don't know much about it, apart from yeah. the fact that it's like roller skating with guns and stuff. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. It's really cool and like, as far as I know, I only played a single player. Um, okay. yeah. But yeah, it, it I definitely... I would like it as a Tony sounds Hawk fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine Tony Hawk, but with machine guns. But it also sounds like kind of, um, maybe not Doom-esque, but the, the idea of like using tricks to like, um, there's an ecosystem between like the tricks and like your gun weaponry stuff. Yep. Like the idea yeah. that, oh, I have to combine like extreme sports to make sure... 
this complements my combat side of things and i imagine there's some sort of vice versa thing there as well yeah definitely and like you mentioned doom um it kind of does feel like doom eternal but you know how you'll have certain enemies in doom you'll want to use specific weapons yeah you kind of get that with this it sort of comes in more just like compliment combat complements like um exploration and traversal yeah and then they they live with each other and they you know there's a synchronicity there that sounds like a cool idea i probably would like it i should probably too many games too many games to play. There are yeah. way yeah. too yeah. many. And yeah, again, if you like Tony Hawk, this yeah. is this feels like it's made for Tony Hawk fans. Nice. Like definitely. That's your runner up though. That's my runner up, yeah. So the like actual award goes to Ollie Ollie World, which oh. I spent so many hours playing this Did game you? when it came How many? out. Like it must be at least like getting close to twenty, I would oh say. Oh my god. It's just a it's a it's a two D skateboarder trick based score system right? yeah like exactly 2.5D, so i guess it's is like it, in it? like a 3d yeah. engine yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. so it has been updated and it looks you'll know what like the old ollie ollie games look like it was more like pixely yeah this is more like adventure time looking oh, okay which is really interesting and cool the world's really interesting as well so you'll go around i think it's called radlandia and you've got like <laughs> these different parts of the world and you're you're skating around them and stuff but it's really cool because if you've played the ollie ollie games you'll know it's like they get pretty tricky. I've, I've never played any. Like surprisingly, like Alex mentioned, I love skateboarding games, but yeah. Ollie Two Ollie's games that you should probably play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ollie Ollie's so worth playing. Then, but, and um, what's the, so is there like a story mode you said? So there's like a campaign that you will yeah. go through. And what's really cool about this is you'll, you'll sort of start off quite simple. The levels will be quite simple. They'll be like visually interesting. So you might go through like a beach and stuff like that um, to begin with. And then you'll go to like a sort of swampland area as well but you'll be learning the trick sort of as you go and you'll have maybe a couple of levels to like perfect that trick. Right. And then it sort of drip feeds like more of these tricks and stuff and the levels will get longer and like more technical um, as you go. And it's like, it's just really fun because if you've never played before, you can hop in and it, the, the game's basically taking you through a tutorial of like, right, now try doing like a manual, now try doing this grind on, you know, this sparkly thing and stuff like that. And um, the levels like, you might not realize to begin with, but as you go through them, um, they'll have like multiple paths. Okay. So you might make your way through like the level for the first time you get to the end and you're like, oh yeah, cool, like, I did that. You've got like different objectives you have to do, like meet this character, do like this many grinds or, you know, all kinds of different like challenges you can take on. Yeah. But you don't have to do them if you just want to, you know, go through it and see everything. But the challenges is where it gets like really tricky and really like challenging and cool. Um, so like I said, there's like different paths. So you might sort of skate through and see like, oh, there's a path that goes another way, but I don't know how to get there. So it's really cool that you can sort of explore this level and you might find two or three or four different ways to get to the end of it. Right. It's a lot of fun, but it is like, a ma- it can become a massive time sink for me yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I wanted to do all the objectives and some of them will be high scores, which are like in the millions as well. It does. There's of a really high skill ceiling with it. Did you do you like skating in real life? No, I can't skate. Okay, this <laughs> is just like this is new revel. Oh, Alex is gonna do a big. S- oh, I thought he's gonna sneeze. Oh, no. um, that's a big revelation for me that you like two like skating games in a row, and I thought, oh, you know, it's a passion I didn't know that you had. So yeah, only in games. I like ice skating. Oh, okay. Um, I'm okay at ice skating. I haven't been for a while, but yeah, this this game is just. 
it's really great like i said even if you even if you're like you know you've got kids or whatever they want to see it it looks really cool yeah and you can get to the end of the level with just doing kind of like the bare minimum if you can grind on stuff and you can <coughs> land then you'll have a great time yeah. but there is like that high skill ceiling <laughs> you're right yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so like doing the biggest apologies everyone i'm just getting over a cough and i'm holding it in have a swig of water mate you're i've had right. loads yes sorry <laughs> like yeah it's it's really fun but it is forgiving as well like yeah. with the older game sometimes if you were it would be really harsh if you tried to like land and you were trying to do like a fancy like kickflip or something and you messed up the landing it would be right okay like you just fall on the floor you know oh, ruin right. it and start over with this, it's a little bit more forgiving in that you'll lose your points instead, but you can kind of keep going. They sort of style it out. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you, yeah, you failed the the maximum score, but you're still sort of carrying on. Exactly. It's like the Guitar Hero equivalent of the bomb notes. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know, you'll like hear it and you're yeah. like, oh no, I messed it up. Like to get the highest scores in this, you are going to want to be doing like one continuous trick okay. throughout the whole thing, which makes it really cool. And like some of the levels have got sort of, extra bits in them to sort of change things up a bit because you think oh if i'm only just grinding or you know going for a level on a single like rail that's a bit boring but they have like a race with a bear where you've got to try and get to the <laughs> okay. end level quicker <laughs> or like there's these massive sort of like big jumps and gaps that you can go through and everyone like gasps and you can hear it and stuff and it's just it's really good and it gets more varied as you go nice oh that's cool alex are you okay to talk about your next one or do you want me to go <laughs> <laughs> Um, firstly, I am very sorry yeah. for anybody listening to this because it's not the best experience. It's all right, mate. It's fine. Right. My next award, uh, and it is positive, even though it doesn't sound like it is, <laughs> is for the best game for wanting me to make, for making me want to play another game. Okay. It does sound slightly negative. Well, right? the runner-up is negative. Okay. Because the run-up goes to Modern Warfare 2, because frankly, I'd just rather play the original Modern Warfare 2. Because <laughs> it's enough. a much better game. Yeah. The pacing's good. <clears throat> the story's great. I'm sorry, I'm going to have a drink of water. That's all right, mate. Like, should I, should I, Emma, what do you think? Should I play Modern Warfare 2? I'm, I'm very on the fence about it. The new one? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Decision made, everybody. Play the multiplayer. You can play with me. Oh, well, I'm not going to play time. the multiplayer, unfortunately. That's not my bag. But the single player, I do like to try and check them out. I did play, the last one I played was Black Ops 4. Was it, was that last year? Cold War? Uh, last year was Vanguard. Okay, yeah, so it was the year before. So, so I made a documentary before, yeah. about it. I had to play yes. the whole game, you know. Uh, but that's the last time I've written. And before that, it was a good four years before I played it. So you didn't play the first Modern Warfare? Oh, we did play the yeah. original Modern Warfare trilogy, yes. But I don't remember that. Oh, no, no. But I mean... The, like, reboot. The, or the 2018, no, no. was yeah. it? No, oh, you didn't. should play that one. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I will if I don't get Don't bother playing this one. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway, the winner uh, is The Last of Us uh, Part 1. Okay, so what was the order again? Game that made me want to play game, another game. The best game for making me want to play another game. Made you want to play part to you. two. I can't wait a minute, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, a bit like you, um, I love Last of Us. I didn't mm -hmm. quite like it as much as you initially, mm -hmm. but then I replayed it. You know, when you get PS5, you could get the HD um, remake. It wasn't a remake, though, was it? Just yeah, there, the was, there was a... There, it was like a 60 frames, 1080p exactly. version. Or whatever, so I yeah. played that only about a year ago not long yeah. um but then when part one came out i was like actually i quite fancy playing it again so yeah. within like six to nine months and although i could visually i couldn't really tell that much of a difference it's not as if i was like wow this is amazing 
it's just all about the story and what were you like nine years on since that game first came out yeah. I think it's 2013, uh, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. almost 10 years. Yeah, it's amazing. And that, it's, it tells a story that that is quite like any, unlike anything else. It's set a benchmark in terms of writing and performance capture yeah. that's still only just being equaled today, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, I do really think they missed a trick with that game, not having, uh, and I, I know, I'm sure it's the technical like hurdle, but the option to just quickly switch between what it used to look like and what it looks like yeah, now. Yeah. Like, I think... So back to Monkey Island, those remasters that came out a couple of years ago had that option. Uh, I've seen other games have that option. And because I've seen videos of comparing the two and there's like, they've completely redone textures, oh, really? environment. Like it's incredible the work they've done on it, like how much have changed, but you would never know because all you can remember is your your rose tinted glasses version of what it yeah. looked like and also it wasn't a bad looking game in the first place, was it? So. Uh, it is when you look go look back at it right. now compared to the Maybe. new one. Yeah. yeah. But you need... But you need to, your mind to be refreshed to see You need see it that. like alongside each other to kind yeah, of make yeah. that comparison. But anyway, when I finished that, I was like, I need to go back and play Last of Us 2. And to your point of like games like that don't come along very often. Last of Us 2 is, in my opinion, better in every single way. And is probably, apart from Breath of the Wild, the greatest game ever made, yeah. I think. So I... Uh, I think I'm very close with you. I think maybe the story in part one is just a tiny bit better because it's it's like the God of War thing as well. I think it's more of a concise story. Um, two is a bit more sprawling, but I also think two's story is phenomenal. I never well. ever got bored all the way through two. Yeah. I really like the switch between the characters. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. So, um, so my my brother is not a massive gamer, but he loves the last. He loves Naughty Dog games basically, yeah. and he loves uh, the Last of Us. And when I told him this remake, he doesn't have a PS5, and I told him this remake was coming out. His first question was, is the combat from Last of Us Part 2 going to be in this? Yeah. And it's not. And I think that was a mass missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I understand why to a certain degree, you know, there was, and there's that, vert verticality is the wrong word, but you know, you can do a lot of prone combat in the Last of Us Part 2. You can crawl under things and stuff. Yeah. That kind of, those environments in Last of Us Part 1 just aren't built for that. Yeah. So I can understand why they didn't. But I think the combat, take the story and stuff out of it, the combat alone is like just an incredible step up in Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what a game. Uh, I know. And I know I'm giving an award to a game that's technically <laughs> not come out this year. Well, I am, but yeah. like, it's, I just think as a two games together, you can't get any better than that. Like, yeah. tell me two games that join like that that are any better. You don't have to right now. Because they're God, right God of War is the only thing I can think <laughs> nah. of that even comes close. Doesn't come like, close. Yeah. It comes close. Come on. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Well, it doesn't opinion. come close. Alex Simmons. I well, I, so I went from playing um, Last of Us 2 to God of War 2018 yeah. in readiness for Ragnarok. And the two games just aren't, in my opinion, close for what they do. Obviously, God of War is a great action game, yeah. but for storytelling... Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I think the storytelling in God of War is phenomenal. Like the performance caption, the dialogue writing. Yeah, we'll get to dialogue writing in a bit. But yeah, right. so so good. Emma, Emma I, don't, I don't know what you think about The Last of Us. You've never, I've never really spoke to you about it. I love it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I didn't replay it this year, but I did replay like Last of Us Part One before playing two. Um, I want to play two again, but it is yeah. quite a long game, and I've already got so many other games. It's, that like, I need it's a to twenty-five play. hour game. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those ones where, like, I wish I didn't have the platinum trophy in it. Because oh, so I feel like there'd be again. that one little thing of motivation making me want to go little, do it again. Little humble brag there. Well, yeah, it's I wish, not. I, like I wish it. I didn't have the platinum trophy. Uh, I actually in got it on day one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's just like, 
for me, those sort of little things, like they burrow into my mind and be like, oh, maybe I could go back and play that to get that. But it's almost like an excuse to yeah. play it again. And now I'm kind of waiting for them to um, release it on, wait, was it on, P- it was it was on PS4, wasn't it? Last was part two. Uh, it's all sort of blurring yes. into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so was... like a PS5, like souped up version or something, you know, they will inevitably do something like that. So it's like Red Dead 2. I really want to play that again, but I'm waiting like for a, a yeah. next gen version of it, an yeah. excuse to do it, yeah. basically. Um, I imagine yeah. a lot of people want to play it with the show coming out. They might want to go back to the That's first true. one. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I mean, watch them advertise that game everywhere, like afterwards, I suppose. Like, oh, yeah. Because it is similar stories, right? As well. I'm so excited for that show. Like, so I am. Excited I, I just hope that they, in the same way that if they were making a Zelda TV show yeah. or film, just don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. And well, obviously the cast is good. Yeah. The cast looks really The trailer good. was incredible yeah. as well. HBO has a good track record normally, mm-hmm. so you would hope that the production values would be good. Yeah. Just got to nail it. Like, because Druckmann's involved, you would hope that it encapsulates what that game is about. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's exciting <laughs> for me as well because... Although gaming is a, you know, very popular format, like it feels like it opens up that story to so many more people. Like my wife is a prime example who just, she knows what The Last of Us is, but she has no interest in playing the game. And I don't think she'd ever take my word for it that it's a really good story, but she will watch the show with me. And then hopefully she can be a convert to what an amazing story they're telling in those games. I'm super excited to see what like the clickers are like and the bloaters and stuff like that. It's like... Because obviously experiencing them in the game is yeah. one thing, but then seeing them in real life. Even using the music will be like a massive <laughs> leg up as well. Just like, it's got a great sense of place and atmosphere and tone. And yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. Anyway, right. Uh, what's the next award? Oh, it's mine for, let's go negative. And my award <laughs> for shittest collectibles of the year. We've got a few of them. There's been a few offenders this year. Uh, there was one, well, let me just bring up my notes actually. Uh, yes. So, Callisto Protocol, I assume you guys haven't played that game. Did you play it, Alex? Uh, I've, got, I've got a copy of it. Yeah. But the negativity surrounding it has made me not start it I yet. mean, it's short, right. so it doesn't take long to get through. Um, there is a collectible. This is a runner-up, by the way. But there is a collectible in Callisto Protocol, which is audio logs. You know, audio logs oh. that have been in games for 15 years or whatever. You pick them up. Can you listen to them while you're walking around? Can you fuck? You have to go into the menu and press play and stand there and watch a menu, a waveform on a menu. So after about the first one of those, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. So pointless. Do you get a trophy for listening to them or something? Yeah, there's some trophy attached to collecting them all, but I don't care. Like the point is the audio log is like to bolster the story. How good are they in Bioshock where you pick it up? And then you carry on going about your business, but you're also getting this extra world information. So you need to play games like me, where you skip all of that bullshit and just get <laughs> on with it. Sometimes. I do sometimes. <laughs> like I played Evil West recently and I had a lot of fun with it, but I skipped almost every cutscene in that game because I quickly decided I ain't interested in this. No. I just want to play it. I do make that decision sometimes. Bioshock is definitely not one of those games for me. It's one where like I soak up everything about the world. And Callisto Protocol on paper is my sort of game. Yeah. And I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to learn about this pris- this space prison. You know, yeah, I wanted to find- yeah. And then after the first order, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Forget that it. That is such a weird madness decision to make. I guarantee they'll patch it as well. Yeah. So, I hope so. Because I played I've played this for about an hour. Yeah. I had the exact same problem yeah. where I got to the first audio log, I was like, why can't I move or do anything else? So the mad thing is apparently there's a hack to do it. 
Jesse worked it out or read it on Reddit of and then he did. pretended he worked it out. <laughs> but it was uh, something along the lines of you have to boot to the PlayStation menu, boot back out again, and then it will just start playing. Right. And oh I was my like, gosh. And he told me, I was like, mate, I'm not going to do that. I wonder if it was like a particular precious writer was like, you can't skip my amazing dialogue. I want you to focus on it or something like that. That would be insane. Again, going back to the point of having somebody at the top going, that's yeah. not a good decision. Yeah. Anyway, that's a run up. Another run up I've got is The Quarry, uh, which was was fine game. But y you know me, I, I, li I like to, to, to get everything I can get you in do. a game, right? You like and, to read um, some. The quiet, I was like fully on board with, because I like those games where you get one version of a story ending and I'm like, oh, I've got an excuse to play it again because I'll play it differently this time. Like I've done that with um, a bunch of games. I, I want to do that with Red Dead. I want to play a like super evil run of right. Red Dead, uh, for example. But when going through the collectibles in the quarry, there was one chapter where there was just two collectibles in there. I just couldn't. I could only ever get one of them yeah. and I couldn't work out. So I went and looked on a guide and what they've got is a split path and only on a playthrough, you can only get one of these things. Right. I can't remember what it is. It's either like, um, like a newspaper clipping or something like that. But it's just, you should make every collectible, like you should be able to get every collectible in the game if you know where you're going and what you're doing and yeah. what you're looking for. And locking a player out through arbitrary reasons, just infuriated yep, me. Yep, yep, so yep. so much so that I just like, well, fuck this game then. I'm, I'm not doing the rest of it. Now. So you'd have to play the entire thing again just to get that one thing. You'd have to do a new, like a new game plus sort of thing where you maintain right. your save and then do it again and make sure you went down the other direction on that path. Could you not go back to a save that's just before that moment, make the decision, then go I through? don't believe so, yeah. Ugh. That's annoying. Yeah, yeah it's just, I'd that expect one's that's less, how you do it. That's not less. That's less shit collectible, and that's shit design. Yes. I think, and like especially when it's like world building stuff. Yeah. It's not just picking up a feather or something like some <laughs> games. That is actually Assassin's Creed 2's collectible is feathers, <laughs> but it's actually like finding out a piece of the law. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, they should be hidden. Yeah, but I should be yeah. if I know where every one of them are. I should be able to do it all in one playthrough. Just talking of. <clears throat> excuse me collectibles mm -hmm. in uh, Ragnarok yeah you kept on seeing all these little coloured bugs everywhere I thought they were something for really? so and I went I. around like killing I kept hitting them. Yeah. Hitting them and I was because they, they were so like few and far yeah, between yeah, yeah. at least at the beginning and then I was like I'm getting nowhere else <laughs> And and I, yeah. I probably did a lot of it. Oh, really? Yes. I never thought they were collectible, but I definitely like threw my axe at them quite a few times yeah. just to see what would happen. Well, because like, it would just be like, well, that's weird. There's a bright yellow bug there. Yeah. And they're right in front of right you. Yeah, they're in you. spots where yeah. they'll catch your eye every yeah. single it's, time. It's almost like, I think I've got to kill that. Yeah. And, and like I say, I did it probably for about half the game. Oh my God. And then stopped because it was like, I don't think I'm getting any. You should have just looked at the trophy list, also, mate. I'm not that person. I don't go around trying to get collectibles, but I just kind of started. So like, I thought I can't stop. Just something about it. it. Let me tell you, if I was doing an award for best collectibles, God of War would win it by landslide because there was no collectible stuff in that game that I didn't have a good time while yeah. I was doing it. I always felt satisfied. I could see that glowing chest over there. And I was like, okay, there's a puzzle to how I can get to that chest. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, like there's none of them in there that I like struggle for. And I was playing it, um, I was very fortunate to play it pre-release. And so there's no guides out there as well. So yeah. I'm having to solve it all for myself. I can't rely on guides. And I always had a great time. There was one that me and Caddy got stuck on and um, Andrew Goldfarb used to work for IGN and managed to help us out on but oh really yeah yeah because it was like so hidden we couldn't work out and we knew he was playing it we messaged right. him he helped us out but apart from that yeah like 
Brilliant collectibles. Anyway, the winner of Worst Collectibles. And I'm aware part of this is very on me, but I'm going to say anyways, Ghostwire Tokyo. Remember that game? Came out this year. Can you believe it? Yeah, I didn't play it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like it was this year. It feels like it was last year. Because it, it, like it disappeared in a whimper. That's was it why. February it came out? Something like Quite that. Quite early on in yeah. the year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so this is partly on me, but Ghostwire Tokyo has all these spirits that you have to collect. Um, you sort of absorb them into this little paper angel thing you have. It's, it's all um, Japanese folklore. And then you have to deposit them in phone booths. Um, and you can deposit like 20 or 30 at a time. Um, there's 400 of these motherfuckers. Oh my God. Right? Wow. And a lot of them, you can sort of, you just, on your travels, you can find. But some of them, not so much. Some of them are very, very hidden. Um, the reason, I know what you're thinking, don't do it, right? Yeah. The reason I did it is because... So you did it? Yes, I did oh it. Oh my God. This again, I was, I, again, a lucky boy for my job, getting to play it pre-release. And there, I was making a video, what IGN often does, called Ending Explained. And there was um, a trophy, I went through the trophy list to look through, to do my research. And there was one that implied, in the wording it implied, that if you collected all the spirits, the ending would be slightly different. Right. May, and clearly it wasn't because I didn't read it from him. But I thought maybe that's a possibility. And I got to, I'd already collected like 200 of them or something. I was like, oh, that's all right then. Yeah. Only 200 to go. <laughs> no, but I was like, right. I can't release a video and explained knowing in the back of my mind there might be an alternative yep. ending. Yep, so yep, I was like, yep, yep. I've got to collect these things. And let me tell you, that was some of the worst evenings of my life. <laughs> Flying around that world, trying to find all these little hidden ghosts everywhere. I just hate it. By the end of it, I just absolutely hate it. But you it. did it. I did it. And, and, and there was no alternate ending. But like... <laughs> That's how, a shame. <laughs> how did you find some of them? Like, if I struggled. Around, you just kept on looking yeah, yeah. and looking. There were, you could, it's oh all zone God. based, right? So it tells you how many in a zone you've collected. Right, okay. So you knew when like that area was done. So I knew I, by the end I had like three areas that all had one missing. Right. And I would just be like, just got to comb every little... And like, if I don't know if you've played that game or seen much of it. It's, it's Tokyo, so it's very like thin little alleyways and lots of verticality. There is a lot of places things can be hidden and in that game. were they like easy to see once you kind of roughly knew or not really? Uh, it depends. Like If they're in a skyline, yes. Uh, but if they were like deep down in a tiny little thin alleyway and tucked around somewhere, no, I had to comb every inch of that map. Oh. And it's a big old map. Uh, so yeah, partly on me, but also too many. Don't yeah. need 400 of anything in a game. It's well, like, what about um, Breath of the Wild's Korok seeds? I knew you were going to say yeah. that. Also a waste of time. Absolutely a waste <laughs> yeah. of time. But also, I like the way it just takes the piss out of the player when you do collect all 900. Yeah. What's it do? I, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's kind of like, well, you get absolutely nothing. Oh. And because it, and, you're like, 900! Yeah, yeah. And it, has, it comes up with this little sort of funny little phrase as if it's like... I, like oh, you're a bit stupid I can't remember the word I, I didn't do it by the way it reminds me of when I a kid and I 100% advice city and at the end it just gives you a t-shirt saying you 100% advice city is that did you have to shoot pigeons in that or was that uh, no that was GTA 4 right. Vice City had it had its own collectibles I can't right. remember exactly what they were oh were they like little totems because I remember doing it because yeah. you unlocked like the um, uh, you could get access to the helicopter the Whatever combat. Yeah, so the more collect more of those collectibles you've got every ten, you got like a new thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was worth it in that respect, but, but maybe not for the final. Well, that's not hundred percent. Hundred percent is like do ten fire truck oh, missions, I do see. like 
save 50 people and all the every anything you can do in that game it was like you have to do something. you and i are so different in our approach to games <laughs> i respect your approach thank because you i, I would, don't <laughs> i don't play like that i'll play like if it's a game i'm enjoying and i can yeah. see like the list of achievements I'll, like, I'll try and do that as i yeah. go but i'll never go out of my way to go and like 100 so, percent. i've definitely changed a lot recently i i you know the playstation did like a playstation wrapped style Spotify rap star thing this year and I got seven platinum trophies this year which may sound like a lot to some people that's like really low numbers for me and I can see that I've changed and then like I'm just doing it on the big games I really love now yeah. like the games I did this year were like Horizon God of War um blanking on the oh Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo <laughs> all the games you loved yeah. your favorite um, game <laughs> but like but also you know um like yeah, I find myself, I'm not, like, Callisto Protocol, I'm at, like, 70% of that. No interest in doing the rest. Maybe if they patch it and they fix some things and add some things, I'll go back. But, yeah, that, four years ago, Dale wouldn't accept that. He, he would <laughs> yeah. be straight back in there doing that. So, times have changed a little bit. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. But anyway, enough about me. Emma, what's your second award? My next award is Games That Can Be Played in One Sitting. Well, specifically, you wrote best games to be played in one Best, yeah. yeah. Th these are the best ones. So. I like the sound of this. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I feel like recently I haven't had enough time to finish longer games. I still haven't finished Ragnarok, which right. is ridiculous because I really want to play it. You don't sit there really... all weekend, though, do you? Like, for like 24 hours. <laughs> but don't <laughs> you spend play. a lot of your time like, playing like Apex Legends and stuff? Yeah, that's the thing. I've got <laughs> so many things that have like daily challenges or quests or stuff. Yeah. Right. When I actually get to the other games, it's like, okay, I've got like an Hang hour. Hang on, you were just something. saying you respect to me for like, like doing everything in the game and you hear you doing every daily challenge in all your games yeah but that's not the same is it that's not i'm never gonna 100 percent like apex well yeah it's just gonna no keep going and going right? and going yeah. like but i guess it's once you've started that on that wheel it's mm. very hard to get off yeah it's yeah and i think, you're always thinking about it and i think dale when you do your first year when you're cold turkey and you don't get a single platinum you will feel great Probably it won't yeah. have your hooks in you anymore. And you're just I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to that yeah. stage. I, well, no, but I'll still get platinums in games. I, the game I love in during the year, I'll still go for it. Don't do it. But I want to. I had a great time doing the God of War one. Yeah. That's the thing you don't understand. <laughs> I enjoy it sometimes. Sometimes, yes, it, I don't. I did not enjoy Ghostwire Tokyo <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. So my runner-up for this is Stray. Okay. You can finish the game yeah, in totally. about five hours, yeah, I think, if you don't. If, like, obviously, if you're doing platinum, I think it's closer to like nine or Another 10. one that I got so far in and just thought, nah, I've had my fill. I'm not interested in platinum. I'm happy with just going through as a little cat, exploring yeah. this world, you know, solving some of these little puzzly bits. Thought that was really nice well that's that's what depends on the one sitting factor right how like logical your brain is or like like how well you do with puzzles i guess um i definitely felt there was a couple in there that maybe arbitrarily stretched my playtime out a bit because it just you know when you just have an absolute mind fight and you're just like 
what am I missing here? And then it's yeah. like plainly obvious right. when you find out. But yeah, like it's a five hour game, right? Exactly. Like you could play this, maybe not on a weeknight, but maybe like Saturday, <laughs> play it all in one sitting or Again, Sunday. Again, we've got very different lives. <laughs> the idea of sitting down for five hours playing a game sounds incredible. Meowing, uh, like pressing yeah, the meow button. Yeah, just meowing all the time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, licking yeah. puddles and all that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was my runner-up. I thought it was a nice game. Yeah. Um, and then my winner is... I've actually drawn a blank. No, I haven't. Teen- <laughs> <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Shredder's yeah. Revenge. That was a great game. What a game. I'm not, yeah. I've not played it. Is it in, like, it's the old school beat-em-up style, right? But yeah. a new version. It yeah. is. Like, is it arcade-y? hard? Uh, I wouldn't say it's hard Because I remember those games as a kid being hard, but they were also designed to make me keep putting coins in machines. Exactly. So. They've kind of done away with that yeah. in this one. Like, it still has that arcade beat em up feel. Yeah. But, like, you can get through it really quickly. I think you could finish this in, like, under three hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. When we played, we just played one, one I run. I can't believe I really didn't good. even try. Because I'm a fan of those games. Like, I it's love really Shades of Rage. I can't believe I didn't even try it out. Yeah, I, I need I, to. I played it with Ed. And we didn't get all the way through to the end. Yeah. He's not very good. Does he like turtles? <laughs> Uh, what do you mean the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or just in general <laughs> either or <laughs> uh, like I think his exposure to TMNT is probably quite small right but he knows the main characters I think for some reason Donatello is his favourite the like, nerd why would you choose that was Donatello? my one that's who I picked when really? I went through the campaign oh, that's Raphael for, yeah. for oh, Michelangelo oh yeah he yeah. partied yeah so we've got a Christmas party later on this afternoon. It's probably like prime Michelangelo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. It's also, this is a weird thing to mention as well, but there's a, um, a pot right behind you that's orange. And there's sort of, when you said Michelangelo, I could just sort of associate a that bandana. orange thing to the bandana. <laughs> Maybe I'll get that as my secret Santa. I would, have ne- I would have had you as a Leonardo through and through. Perhaps because really? you're my boss and that kind of makes sense. But still, yeah. I would have always... Struck- what, what, what do you reckon Jesse is? He's a Michelangelo as well, isn't he, Jesse? Do you think? Yeah, I'm going to ask I him. As soon as we've so. done this, I'm asking him. He's a shredder. He's a shredder. <laughs> <laughs> were you both into turtles? Like, was that... Oh, yeah. Were they yeah. out, like, around the time yeah. you were, like, so, growing yeah. up? I, I've got issue three of the comics. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that was I before... Mine was, <laughs> mine was the, uh, the cartoon. That was yeah. my, like, era when it was... I had all the toy action figures and things like that. The hero yeah. turtles, rather yeah, yeah. than the ninja turtles. Yeah, the hero yeah. turtles. They were always called hero turtles to me. They weren't allowed That's to be really. called ninja turtles back then. Yeah. See, I feel like I missed. They, you know, they bring them back out every yeah. few yeah. years yeah. and sort of have like a reboot. I've always been like right in between, so I've yeah. ne- it was never like a big thing for me growing yeah. up. There's um, a documentary on Netflix. It's one of those ones like probably like the toys that made us one of those sort of shows oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. talk about the turtles and they talk about them because it was a quite a dark comic when yeah. it started wasn't yeah. it yeah and then it slowly morphed into this like super child friendly tv show yeah. yeah that was really good i watched yeah. that too yeah and i love the toys inter- that made us and the movies that made us as well yeah. yeah really good stuff um but yeah with shredder's revenge like it's a great game to play especially around christmas i think as well because mm-hmm. like you said you played with ed yeah i think you could get family members or friends you know all together super simple you could all jump in together and still have a good time with it i think but it has got a lot of like deeper mechanics and deeper combat if you do want something a bit more challenging like you've got the supers and you can like level each character up to like 10 which unlocks better supers and stuff I feel like I should know this, but what's the art style like? Does it look retro or does it look Oh, it like looks exactly it, like the old Yeah, arcade. it looks yeah, old. Yeah, that puts yeah. me a little bit. Oh, and honestly, oh, it looks so good though. And the music's great. The oh, music's okay. so really good. The music good. is fantastic. It caps- encapsulates that old, the four-player coin-op yeah, yeah. perfectly. 
but obviously with modern systems and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So. I, and I think I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. Uh, Alex, your third award. Oh, sorry, I wasn't wasn't ready. So I don't have a runner up for this. Okay, because I couldn't think of anyone. Okay, but it is for the calmest character in gaming. And if you'd have said to me a year ago that the calmest character in gaming would have been the God of War, <laughs> I am absolutely staggered because, quite frankly, Kratos makes me look like an absolute maniac. Yeah. Because no matter what Atreus does, he's just calm. Yeah. He's so calm. Obviously, he gets a bit angry But with, with, with a deep bubbling rage inside Yeah, him. but he contains yeah. it. I, I love the characterization of Kratos in yeah. Ragnarok, like so much, because when you know his legacy and his history and just portraying this man who is like, in general, is just this angry brute of a man, yeah. but as the most like understanding, like modern version of a father. Exactly. Guy, it's he so puts good. me to shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Like, so I've, I've made some notes because like if Ed did half of the things that Atreus did in God of War. Yeah. I would absolutely go ballistic. But the only difference is, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a left three, uh, L3 and R3 button. So rage. I, can't, I don't have a rage <laughs> thing. And also, if I did go crazy, my special move is to kind of ban YouTube for two hours, which is not quite the same, I mean, is it? Atreus is a lot older than Ed, though. Oh, well, yeah, but Ed's already a bit of a pain in the ass. So imagine what he's <laughs> going to be like when he's, I don't know, how old is Atreus? Like 14, 15, something like that? Oh, that is the one thing that I found really weird because I've played God of War 1 pretty much a week or two finished it before two, yeah. uh, Ragnarok came out the difference in his voice oh, is yeah. so jarring that all gross like, hello I'm Atreus <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like what <laughs> yeah I, I, just try, I was trying when you were setting up saying you didn't have any other options I was trying to think of other kind of characters and I immediately went to think of the cast of God or Ragnarok and I didn't expect it to say Kratos for some reason but yeah, well, Odin was pretty chilled, I thought. Well, that was a masquerade though, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, the whole point of that was he was lulling you into a yeah. full sense of security. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, Probably one of the characters from like Ollie Ollie World or something. Well, they're cool. all really chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the, I was, like, there's a lot of very angry people in video games because I went oh, yeah. through and I only wanted to choose the stuff that I'd pick because I'm sure there's probably something in some sort of, you know, easygoing, cozy game somewhere, but I've not played it. So yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I just think in like Kratos I didn't like Ragnarok as much as some people for mm -hmm. me it's a solid 8 out of 10 okay but he especially was fantastic in it yeah. although I, I'd quite like to go back to the old God of War 1-2-3s where he's just fucking forget the story let's go and yeah. beat Destroying the shit out of everything, everything. well um, <laughs> if you listen to our God of War spoiler cast we sort of theorised at the end I won't say what our theories were of what the next game could be in the yeah. series but I would love to see them take this engine and like redo or not even redo, just like, you know, well, yeah, I suppose redo like the original God of Wars. But that to me would be um, like rather than remaster or remake or whatever you want to talk, take the story beats of God of War 1 or God of War 2. Now, two, I remember being my two favorite. Is, two is the best. But I can't actually remember that much. But yeah. then do it in this. Yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah. it's not a sort of sidey scrolling sort of 3D yeah like, isometric it's a, it's sometimes it's a proper yeah. thing it's you know it's this game yeah but with that story well bit, I mean that would be amazing I mean our, our theories are that you know it's going to go to different uh, you know uh, mythologies but I do think maybe after they've done that this, they could definitely revisit Greek mythology do you think yeah. they'll do uh, a standalone Atreus game so that's what Cardi thought he thought it would be an Atreus and uh, Angra Boda spin-off 
I don't think people want Kratos. I, I think I, yeah. I definitely think that wouldn't go down as well as he hoped. Um, Unless and, they did it a bit like the what was the expansion for Last of Us? Was it Left Behind? Yeah, Left Behind. Yeah, I mean they could definitely do it like that. Although saying that, anytime I was playing as Atreus, it's very much <laughs> it's like a Simpsons joke with Poochie, but. I was always thinking about what Kratos is up to and I always wanted to be Kratos again. <laughs> right. oh, bless <laughs> like, you. I liked playing as a Kratos. I thought he was cool, but every time I was playing, I was like, this is cool. I want to be Kratos though. Is that why you grew the beard? Maybe. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for is that everyone at the live podcast was saying to me that they either said Max Payne or they said, oh, someone's played God of War recently. And then... <laughs> I mean, big into axes, weird as well. Your right? first podcast of 2023, you're going to have the deepest voice yeah. ever. <laughs> going to be working on it over Christmas. Like, Hello, Doc Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there we are. Uh, so we've got my last award, which I had to open the doc to remember what it was. Oh yeah, it was uh, the Cringe Dialogue Extraordinaire. So this has been an extra special year, as far as I'm concerned, for Cringe slash bad dialogue and as games. a fan of resident evil like you are that is saying something but but that's different oh like, is it right but also the dialogue in modern games isn't that bad and also there's some pretty bad stuff in village it's played as b-movie like you know resident evil is yeah you're right there is some, <laughs> some but it's it but it's always campy horror right it kind of feels like it fits it's games that are like taking themselves very seriously and yep. then still have really bad dialogue and also I didn't even mention it on my runners up, but I want to mention it. It's not necessarily bad, but it's annoying as fuck in Horizon Forbidden West, oh, which you just will not shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same. I remember it being the same. I think Tomb Raider was the same and a couple of other games recently where the character just will just not stop talking to themselves. And yep. it drives me mad. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, runners up. So another one similar to that is Plague Tale Requiem, which again, I don't think is terrible, but I think contextually is terrible. Um, so for a brief example, the amount of time, it's a stealth game. Yeah. And there'll be so many times where she's whispering to the character next to her, oh my God, there's someone over there. Make sure we don't make any noise. Oh, watch it, be careful. Look, jump over that. And I'm like, just shut up. Like, if you want, if you don't want to be found, shut up. Uh, anyway. It's like the first game. It's like, it's yeah. the kid called Hugo. Or Hugo, something like. yeah. And it's just like, hello, I'm Hugo. So I just be quiet. <laughs> We're trying to get out of here with our lives. Yeah, yeah. They're nonstop rabbiting. But yeah. I don't think it's bad, Dolly. It's just nonstop rabbiting. Right. Um, so Gotham Knights, I wrote down as a note saying it's bad dialogue. However, I can't remember any of that. It's always, it's forgettable as well, which right. is even worse of, of offense. But I remember me and Jesse played it and all we were talk, doing was laughing at some of the dialogue oh, really? in that game. Again, though, it's going for a comic booky sort of campy approach. So it's hard to be too hard on it, but I just thought, this is a bit cringy. Yeah. Um, but the main offender is a little game that came out this year called Madison, a horror game. Oh. So, Emma, you're familiar with it, but you didn't play it, right? I've seen a lot of trailers, yeah. yeah. This game was, like, incredibly impressive for, I think it's just one person, maybe two people, working on this game. It looks like a AAA horror game. Like, it's, it's a PT clone, essentially, yep. but it's got a little bit more to it than that. It's got some great ideas. Its main mechanic is using a camera to take photos to reveal things in your environments or reveal puzzles. It's a really, really cool game. And it's really scary. It's easily the scariest game that I've played this year. Oh. And I play a lot of scary games. However, they're an Argentinian company and they cast what I imagine is an American guy to do the VO. He is not a good actor right. in any way, shape or form. And he also nonstop talks 
through this horror game. Imagine PT, but someone's talking all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that ruin it and not oh, make it, it scary? Oh, it ruins it massively. It takes, it's like, oh my, I'll try and do an impression of it. It's things like this. I can't believe what's happening right now. It's oh, like, but maybe no. because he's scared, he's comforting himself by talking constantly. People do that. Yeah, it's a game though, and you design right. it. So design it so he doesn't do that. Maybe that, yeah, you need a sliding scale in the options. Yeah. It's like, just dial it back. <laughs> Just when, it, only when it's really scary, say something. It's just so annoying to me because I thought everything else about the game was really good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like, it's a solid like seven or eight out of 10. But the level of like production and everything that it is, knowing where it comes from is incredibly impressive. Yeah. But they, boy, did they make a bad decision there. Right. Like this guy does not need to be talking. Um, honestly, just watch like that. We've got an video opening minutes of gameplay and you'll just hear him chatting all the way through that. Right. So frustrating. So frustrating. Anyway. That's, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, the last award. I hope it's a positive one. And are we ended on a positive one? It will one? be. It is positive. Yay. So this is the Teaching an Old Dog New Tricks Award. Okay. So my runner-up is Overwatch 2. I because... thought you were going to say my runner-up is Dale Driver and Alex Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> going to teach us a thing or two. You probably could. <laughs> Sorry, what was your runner-up? Sorry. Uh, Overwatch 2. Okay. So yeah. Overwatch is a game... Like I played tons yeah. when it came out. Sort of played it sort of most days, I think, for at least like six months solid. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of that, drifted off. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was on those games where, especially when it first released, it was really fun. Yeah. And you just wanted to play it all the time. Um I kind of drifted off with that, like sort of as they added more characters. I think by the time they added Sigma. I'd sort of finished at that point. Yeah, with I feel it. like maybe, maybe I was a little bit before that, but not I think around it was that sort of that, yeah. around that sort of ballpark. Though, yeah. yeah, I just sort of you know you find other things to play. Like I've I've seen yeah. it, I've played all these modes a lot. Fair enough. But then Overwatch Two came out this year, and they took Overwatch, and it's not massively different yeah. to that first game. But I think they did make some really good changes and add some really like interesting new heroes as well. Mm -hmm. Like I think moving down to five v five was really good. We've got one less tank on each team. Yeah. Really like that it feels more aggressive from like the get-go. Um, at first, when I first played the new push mode, I wasn't sure yeah. about it. So I don't know if you've played much. I've play, played a little bit. I, I played yeah. that yeah. new mode, yeah. So it's one with a robot in the middle and you're pushing it each way until the end of the match. Um, when I first started playing that, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is enough like of an interesting new yeah. thing. But the more I played it, the more I actually liked it because you'll see very quickly then if your team composition is good enough to take on this other team. Yeah. And I feel like straight away, sort of, I think there was a stat somewhere or something that the, um, the whoever pushes it first was more likely to win. Like it was like 60% oh, skewed cool. to them or something. And I think it has been tweaked since like with balance changes and stuff, but it's really cool to see like, oh, that has that much of an impact. Yeah. Even like, if you're playing you've casual. You've got to get there first and yeah. start. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do I, I do admire with Overwatch, and they used to do this with Siege as well a little bit, where the, the idea of that they're just, just diving into every little nuance of the data and yeah. just constantly evolving the game with the players. Like the players are developing new ways to play, new metas. So we've got to evolve to make sure it's always, well, at least aiming to have an always level playing field. Like it's always balanced. Yeah, yeah there's no, uh, way to take, no way to take advantage of it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the opposite of what like fighting games used to be where you'd like, you'd, people would work out these three characters, that's all you need to play yeah, as yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah these um, guys are the best. Yeah. yeah. And so I super admire that. I mean, I, I dropped off of it and when I played a little bit of it, it just, to me, it was just a bit too similar to the first one. I'm like, I feel like I've had that time. I don't know if I need to do this again. Um, I am interested in their um, 
the campaign stuff, what they're going to be bringing out. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. they've been talking about that for ages as well. Like, yeah. I'm not sure exactly when that's coming out. but uh, I think it's coming out next year. Like, um, I, I'm not sure exactly. No. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I'd, I'd quite like to get back into Overwatch. But mm. when we were all in the office together... And it would hit one o'clock yeah, and yeah. you'd hear the synchronized <laughs> beeps <laughs> of the, the PlayStations being switched on. It was it was a nice thing. Yeah. It's like, the, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. It's like, those days are gone, aren't they? Yeah. Will we ever have those days, those halcyon days back? Well, I don't think anybody has lunch at the same time. Uh, not as, yeah. not yeah. as you know, as rigid as that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we started playing games for a bit when we all started working from home. Yeah. But then it's a shame as well, because honestly, if I didn't work here, I almost definitely would have never played Overwatch or Rainbow Six Siege. Because yeah. on paper, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not interested in playing with other people yeah. and stuff. But they're some of the best experiences Absolutely. I ever had playing yeah. games. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, what else are we going to miss out on potentially in the future? You know, Overwatch 2. Yeah. Oh, well, that's life. <laughs> anyway, what a bummer. What's your, what's your winner? Okay, so my winner is Hearthstone. Okay. We ah. just had a new expansion. It's called March of the Lich King. And um, we had like an expansion back in like 2017, which sort of introduced the idea of Death Knights and the story of the Lich King and Arthas becoming the Lich King stuff. So it's kind of going back to that with this new expansion, but they've added a new class and that is Death Knight. Okay. So before it was just the Death Knights were heroes. So you just get to sort of temporarily be them. Now it's its own class and it's, it's really interesting. I think, so you started off, I think Harson started with nine classes we had Demon Hunter, which came in 2020, which was massive because we'd never had like a solo class come before. Right. Also, the class was really broken when it launched. It was like, it was way too much, too strong, right. um, which made it not as fun to play. With this one, it's like, it's not overpowered, which I quite like. It's sort of, it's quite mixed at the moment in the community. Some people are like, oh, Death Knight's not good enough. But I'm actually sort of in the camp of like, I'd prefer them to introduce a new class and then be like interesting but then maybe not as powerful and then buff them yep. rather than be what demon hunter was but i'll like explain a little bit about the class right so each hearthstone class has their own sort of flavor and their own thing that makes them that class but death knight has a very sort of special mechanic in that it uses these things called runes so there's like three slots and you can have blood um frost and unholy and you can mix and match these runes as you want. So you could have like all three blood or a mixture of each one. And they will sort of unlock different sort of levels of cards that you can use. So if you wanted to go like a full blood deck, for example, that would be more like tanky. Okay. Um, and you, if you, let's say you put three, three all three blood runes in, you get like sort of the best cards for blood. Um, if you wanted to go for frost, it would be more like uh, spells and burst damage. If you want to go unholy, it's more about summoning. Right. So what's really cool is that you're juggling a lot more than I think any other class has to with this new class. So you will, when your friendly minions, like minions, sorry, die, you'll get corpses and there'll be like a little counter at the bottom. So like, okay, you've got three corpses. And then while you're also playing minions and, you know, trying to win the game, you've also got these corpses building up and some of your cards will draw on those corpses and spend them for like a special effect. And it's really cool to be sort of trying to um, establish like the board, but also having the back in mind that, okay, well, I've got, you know, I've got this many corpses, right. maybe I can use them to get health or maybe I can use them to, you know, build more board. 
Um, and it feels like just it's very complicated and complex and there's a Sounds lot complicated, to, I'm to be do. Honest. <laughs> but I, I just really like the idea of it because I think with Hearthstone, it's easy to sort of go for the aggro decks a lot right. and sort of go like, I'm just going to go face, you know, I might go like Hunter or something, just have a load of beasts smack into the other person, game over. Um, I really like the control aspect that you get, especially with um, Blood Death Knight. Right. And I just like, in general, I just really like the idea of the Lich King. I like the story of him. Like, I'm not, I don't play WoW or anything. So say, all the stuff. Is it a similar story that's carried over from that? Yeah. Oh, it connected world? so much. Yeah. From, yeah. yeah I, I, from I honestly have no idea when it comes yeah. to Hearthstone. So, yeah. But I really like the first expansion they did with the Lich King. And they, they do this thing sort of every few years where they'll be like, oh, we're going back to this, you know, this yeah, thing yeah. that we explored in a, a previous expansion. Cataclysm. That's a word I know. Yeah. It's from now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So I, I love that just like, you know, the, the whole idea of the Death Knights was really cool. And I love that that's evolved into an actual class. And I think we will see that class become, you know, have a little bit more of a presence, yeah. you know, in, in coming, you know, balance changes and stuff. But I love the basis of what is there. Yeah. Um, also, like if you're interested in the story with this new class, there's a load of new cards because like you're going to need them. And there's a prologue that you can play, which sort of takes you through the story of like Arthas and like how he becomes the Lich King. Okay. And that's also really cool. And when you when you play that, you unlock like the core set cards for him. I never knew you were so into Hearthstone. You I love it. I play it every day. Do you? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, like every day since like, like halfway through twenty. Started to see how you didn't finish God of War Ragnarok in some other games because you're mostly doing this, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> it's it's a lot of uh, time that you end yeah. up putting into it. But yeah, like I, I love when a new expansion comes out. And the like usually with you have like three expansions and then you'll have they do mini sets now in between each one. Yeah. Um, which will follow like the same theme as the expansion before it. But the end expansion is usually like when the power level of the card sort of increases because it's the end of the year. It's sort of like really exciting um and it only just came out like a week or two ago like yeah. it hasn't been out for that long so everything you know meta's still establishing and right, settling right, right, right. but it is really cool so far and i like the idea of the class i'm excited what they're going to do with it i i like how much you like it like you're just <laughs> watching you. you talk about that it's just non-stop like just like just love pouring out of you for yeah how much you love Hearthstone forever yeah. i've never played any card games like that like marvel snap i've not played so I don't even understand <laughs> yeah. how they work, if I'm completely honest. That's the thing as well. With Hearthstone, it's an expensive game right. to get into, right? If you want to have the best decks, you're going to spend a lot of money on the bundles right. and stuff like that, which makes it really difficult to get into. Like they have tried to make it a bit easier for like new players to get into it. Why expensive? How expensive? Well... <laughs> The pre-order bundle, if you get like the mega one, yeah. I think that was like 70 or 80 pounds. And that's just for the expansion? That's for one expansion. Right. They usually have two tiers of the bundles. You can just buy the packs individually. You can, you don't have to spend money as well. You can just use your, if you do quests, you get in-game gold. Yeah. You can use that gold to buy packs, but it's going to be a lot slower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is an expensive game to get into. But if like, how does it work? Like, you know, let's say you bought the cheap one, I bought the expensive one. Surely I would beat you every single time. It's, well, with opening the packs, it's going to be random of okay. what you actually get. So you'll get, you you could open, say, 50 packs yeah. and you might get like three legendaries. So it's a bit like the the old Overwatch 
loot boxes in that respect. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. They're try they've they've done a lot in like recent years to try and make it a little bit friendlier in terms of like, you know, if you get like a duplicate card, the new thing they've added is if you've got you you can only have two of each card um in your deck. Legendaries is just one. But like in your collection, once you've got more than two, it's like, okay, well I don't need these. Yeah. You can like re-roll. So you could get like a different new card right. or you can get dust if you disenchant it as well, dust. which you can then spend <laughs> on other cards. You're listening to the official Hearthstone podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this it, is crazy. It goes on and on, yeah, honestly. But it is, it is good. The new class is interesting yeah. and... I'm well, excited for it. Emma, I hate to derail this. So maybe we should do a spin-off episode where you're just talking about Hearthstone. That'd be brilliant. Teaching Alex how to play Hearthstone. <laughs> I'm it's intrigued. A new I'm absolutely intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was our alternative game awards. If you've got awards for games that maybe aren't being talked about this year, make sure you write in. Send us what you what you got. It's iGen underscore UK feedback at iGen.com. But make it an interesting alternative award rather than Oh yeah, just, don't just say your best game was this. How dare you? That's so rude, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like yeah, give us some unique takes, little yes. things that you want to point out from the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, that was it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Emma, Alex, thank you for joining in. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Emma. Thank you and, very much. Uh, I quite like to try half the same now. Cool. Let's go build up half there. Awesome. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.